0: on the next Sales is King. It's not a job interview for God's sakes. It's a sales call. Once we realize that and figure out a sales strategy, we increase our chances dramatically of getting that job. Now on Sales is King. (laughs) Everybody, welcome back to Sales is King. Dan Sixsmith, glad to be with you, and uh, as always, reaching out and saying, "Hey" to all of the listeners and followers and uh, subscribers to the podcast, founded and started in 2017. Sales is King, cranking along, and happy to be with you. And um, you know, over the last several weeks and months, um, I've been working with a number of uh folks trying to help them secure a new job a new role uh, the pandemic has certainly turned everything upside down and there are some great people out there that are essentially now looking for work, many of them in the spale, in the sales space others in you know senior management and different positions um and you know more times than not the industry has been um, you know, essentially, uh, disintermediated, uh, at some point, at least temporarily. So, um, thought we'd do a podcast episode on the job interview. And, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of good feedback and I've been listening to, um, a number of your, um, kind of results coming out of these interviews Um, And I wanted to put together a little primer for any of us, um, any of you that are out there, um, potentially sitting in front of a potential new employer. And the reality of it is, let's face it, um, a job interview is a sales call. Okay, You're selling yourself and you need to treat that interview, quote unquote, as a sales call. And many of the same sales skills that we espouse here on Sales as King um, need to be deployed. Um, so let's start to think about it, you know, because, um, you know, we go to these interviews, right? And we see, um, we read job descriptions on LinkedIn, you read them online and, you know, either they're incredibly vague or they're incredibly overly detailed and, You know, so the reality is what we have to do is we have to find out, like, what the heck is important? You know, what do they value more than anything else? Right. So there's 30 different characteristics they're looking for um, for this particular role. Well, you know, what's the decision criteria? But, you know, what do they value the most? What is most important to the hiring manager, to the team? to the company. You know, so like we do on sales calls, um we're going to start with the homework and the research, and you might be saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Dan, I get it." Um but maybe you don't. And a lot of people don't, you know, because um I interview people, I work with some folks, um and sometimes they don't get it. And sometimes they're not doing enough homework and enough research. And they're going kind of, you know, old school, go in there and be prepared to ask questions. Um, And they treat these things um, defensively versus offensively. So, you know, we have to play offense and we have to be ready and we have to be prepared. And we do that by immersing ourselves in the details of what's going on with that organization, and it's all over the internet it's very easy for us to find we can go to the 10k's and the financial statements we can go to social media we can go to the company website we can go to the you know specific social pages of some of the senior leadership um of some potentially the 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 hiring manager you know what is important to them what are they like Um, what are they trying to solve for, right? What is the challenge that they are trying to solve? And then ultimately, how can you help? So the research is important. Um, It's not just going online, but it's potentially connecting in with others who currently work there or who have worked there or who might know the manager uh, or who might be in a position To really give you the inside scoop on what's going on. So, you've got to do your homework. Oftentimes, you have to move fast because, you know, they're kind of probably moving the job hunt along pretty quickly. So, you know, connect, see who's connected to the hiring manager, see who's connected to the company, reach out, find out what they think is important. Because if you can go in and talk about, um, some inside information that you picked up, um, through your research, right? Not only through what's publicly available, but through your own resources and your own network. Think of what a differentiation point that's going to be, right? Um, not everybody's going to come in with that information and not everyone is going to have that knowledge. And that's going to differentiate you because just like a sales pitch or a sales call we want to differentiate from the competition and in the job you know interviews there could be hundreds, you know dozens of finalists right and everyone starts to kind of blend together you don't you, you might not recall exactly what people said you know but you will recall someone that did the homework that did the research and i think way way back um, to early in my career when um, I was interviewing uh, candidates um, for sales jobs. um, And I went up to my college, Hamilton College, Clinton, New York, great school. Um, Had an amazing time there and uh, still stay close to many of my friends and fraternity brothers. Um, But, you know, I was interviewing and, and this one young man, um, so distinguished himself. And I'm talking like 20 plus years ago. Um, he had done so much homework about the organization. Um, and no one else did. No one else did. Um, he knew exactly what was going on. He must've, you know, and and at that time, you know, what do you do? You go to the library maybe and open up some, periodicals, you know, I do not even know if we had the internet back then. I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. So, you know, he stood out. So that's what we have to do to differentiate. Our research has to be really laser focused. Let's interview some people who have worked there or are working there now. Um, maybe we want to interview a customer of theirs, right? Um, a client. Um, how amazing would that be? You know, you reached out to one of their top clients, um, and here's what you learned, you know, so it's things like this in the early part of the process that's going to help you out tremendously. Um, good, great. So we've got the research covered. Um, so let's talk about the approach when we get to the meeting, right? So, you know, I think there is some face-to-face going on today, which is good. And I think we're going to be moving, you know, closer back to the way it was. But a lot of it is virtual. And again, we have to treat that virtual interview um, like we do on the sales calls, unlike the different uh, tips and tricks that we discuss for virtual meetings, for the Zoom economy, as we call it. So number one, right? Um, have good solid lighting, um, right? Have a HD camera. Do not use your computer's camera by itself because they don't have HD on many of them and it just does not show a crisp and clean, um, picture of you, right? Um, I've been on some calls where people they're using. They're not using HD, and they're in kind of a dark room, and it looks like they we're we're talking to them from you know Apollo thirteen, you know that they're in the capsule somewhere floating, um, you know over Neptune or something. Um, so don't do that, right? Make sure you've got an HD camera. Um, I've got one here. I'm looking at it. It's Logic Tech. Uh, you get them on Amazon, you plug it right into your USB drive and it gives a great impression and get yourself in a nice room with a nice background and great lighting. Okay. Excellent. Of course, we're going to dress sharply. Um, you know, dress as is appropriate. Again, in your research, what do people wear in the company? Is it a Silicon Valley type situation or is it a, you know, um, kind of high-end investment banking-type role and dress accordingly. The suit and tie, perhaps, or the sport jacket or maybe, you know, vest. Um, That's males. Um, Women, again, you can check with, um, you know, some of the others, obviously, you know, business casual, um, et cetera. Whatever is appropriate, but have that um, very important that you have that, um, set up. So next, you know, when we do get on the call, um, we do have to, you know, I would recommend keeping your, uh, gallery view on if there's more than one person, um, to see how people are doing. We talk about this in sales a lot, right? Are people paying attention, um, and who's most important, right? So we want to identify who are these people? Who is the hiring manager? Who has the most influence? Who do we need to make sure we connect with? Um, Obviously, we want to connect with everybody. Um, We want to start in by being a little lighthearted and social, Um, you know, disarm people, um, for lack of a better term, and to, um, you know, perhaps even start talking a little bit about some of the research you've done and, you know, that maybe you noticed that someone is a dog lover or You know, someone has a similar interest that you do, um, whatever that might be, um, or talk about some current event, keep politics out of it, please keep religion out of it. You know, uh, there's so many hotbed issues today. Just keep all that out of it. Um, keep it to business with, you know, some nice light personal touch, um, But again, you know, as you're going through the call, keep an eye on everybody in the gallery, you know, see who's paying attention, um, who might be checking out, you know, and adjust your, um, you know, process accordingly, perhaps even in engaging with that stakeholder or asking them a specific question. So when we get in there again, so let's think about this, right? You know, we have to really make sure that we can help these people. Just like on any sales call. When we go in there, we don't know that we can help them. Okay, when I get on a call, I'm trying to find out first, can I help these people? I might not be able to help them. Um, Do I absolutely want to figure out a way to help them? Of course. But maybe I can't. And the same thing might hold true in the job interview. Maybe you can't help these people. But it's your job to go in and find out what the heck they need, um, <clears throat> what they're trying to solve for, what their issues are, what their pain points are. So just like any great sales call, we're going to do um, some really detailed discovery on the ground on the call to learn specifically from them. You know, to validate what you've learned um, from your research. Right? You may start out by saying. You know, or asking questions about certain things you learned online. Now, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to be asking you questions, right? Um, so you're going to have to be able to flip the script a little bit. You know, uh, a, be able to answer those questions in the context of what you think might be important, um, and then b, kind of flip the script a little bit and just ask a few follow-up questions or initial questions before you start to get into the um the answers because you don't have a lot of time and you obviously could talk about a lot of different things in your career so you need to focus on what's going to be important to them so you've got to uncover the top two or three challenges initiatives um, accomplishments that this role is going to be required um, you have to learn what has worked you have to learn what has not worked What is not working? People are very um, quick to talk about what is not working. And if you could find out what's not working, you can be in a great position to talk about how you solve that problem or how you're a million miles away from anything related to that problem. Um, So do the discovery, try to understand what they're looking for specifically, what their top two or three pain points are um, and how this role fits into the organization and then what has worked and what has not worked before. And, that, and, and that's critical because now you can tailor any of your answers to their questions back to the challenge areas um, and answer in such a way that positions you um, as someone that they want to continue to talk to. Um, and that's what we do in sales. We have to understand the strategic initiatives and challenges. And if we're able to tie our solution, in this case, you're the solution. If you can tie yourself back to the issues and challenges, you've got a great chance of getting the job. Okay. So we do the discovery. Um, we deliver some insights, right? So, um, that's another big part of our consultative selling, some insights, right? Maybe some information they did not know that reinforces or validates the issue. Hey, John, we're having a tough time, um, you know, uh, closing deals, um, late stage, we tend to lose them or anything like that. And then you can, you can be able to validate by saying, well, yes, um, that is a common problem. Um, I don't know if you've seen the research, but according to Forrester, um, 58% of deals wind up stalling out. Um, So, you know, what you guys are saying is fairly typical of what's going on in B2B companies. But let me talk to you a little bit about um, what I've done in the past to solve this problem. And I'll give you a, a success story or a case study. So that's how you have to Flip some insights in there, some knowledge, right? Some expertise. They want to know that you've got some expertise. If you're going to throw out some insights and some interesting, um, you know, kernels of information, uh, that's also going to be a differentiator. So, you know, once you do the discovery, once you deliver some insights, you could start to kind of paint the picture um, and tell your story, um, tell a story. Of how you've solved this problem before or how you would solve the problem, what you would do um, to get this company to where they need to be. And then like we do in sales, paint the picture of future success. So start to envision with the prospect, um, the the employer, right, Um, what the future state is going to look like. Paint the picture of what they will achieve when you're on board in this role. Okay, six months in, they should expect this or three months in, they can expect that or like you did at your last job, you were able to drive revenue by X percent or bring on 50 new logos or cut costs by 200 percent or hire a team that's killer. That's going to come in and revolutionize the industry. Right. So. Think about that. Think about how you're going to paint the picture, how you're going to create, um, paint the picture for the prospect slash job interviewer to envision what's going to happen when they bring you on. Let them see the success and visualize it. Um, If you do a good job of that, um, there's a great chance you're going to get the job. So we talked about storytelling. We definitely want examples Um, We want data, right? We want numbers. You got to go in there and talk about how you've moved the needle. Um, Whether it's a customer win, whether it's uh, something you did internally with the team. But you need data. You need numbers, okay? You know, I cut the budget by 20%. I increased prices by 15%. Um, We reduced headcount. We were the most innovative company and we leapfrog the competition. Um, you know, all that good stuff, data and analytics has to be at your fingertips. Okay. And then the whole theme throughout is going to be confidence, right? <clears throat> confidence, self-confidence. Um, you've got to believe so much in this story. You've got to believe so much in your ability to solve the problems here. Um, that you're coming in not as an egomaniac, but as someone that is self-assured and self-confident that they can get things done. And that confidence is going to translate into confidence on the employer's side. We talk about it in sales a lot. If you're not confident in your product, in your pitch, I ain't buying, and no one else is either, okay? Because people are sticking their necks out, um, and they want to minimize the risk. And if you're confident they're going to feel like the risk is minimized. So in a job interview, you want the risk of them buying you to be minimalized. You want to show them like we do in sales. is is actually more risk in not hiring you because they're going to be stuck with the status quo or they're going to be stuck with candidates that don't know how to do this job and don't have the track record you do. So um, bedrock confidence um Mixed with humility, um, and you're probably saying to yourself, how the heck do you do that? But what I'm saying is, you know what I'm talking about. There's a difference between being a narcissistic egomaniac that doesn't listen and that just blathers on about themselves, and someone that has a confidence in themselves. Um, It's going to be critically important. Okay? So, definitely the self-confidence, and that will come with preparation. The more prepared you are, um, the better you're going to perform. Now, when you're on the ground, I keep saying on the ground, but you know, when you're on site, whether you're um, on the Zoom call, you know, listening is going to be critical as always, because you're going to have to pivot uh, according to what you hear, and you're going to have to really listen closely. Active listening, we call it, um, and it happens in sales quite a bit. We're quote-unquote listening, but we can't wait to dive into the PowerPoint, and we can't wait to fire off our answer, um, our canned answer that we usually have. Um, No, we need to be listening carefully, validating even, um, to make sure you understand. Um, Okay, Samantha, so let me just play this back to you. So what you're saying is you've had a morale problem here over the last couple of years, and several people have quit, um, because of a hostile, uh, work experience. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, you know, let's talk about some of the numbers. Let's get into a little bit of some of the behaviors, um, you know, that's currently going on. Stuff like that, right? Playing it back, listening intently, um, taking notes, right? You can take notes. If you're in person, you can certainly take notes. Um, On the call, you could certainly take notes and you can even say, I'm just jotting a few notes down. It shows that you really give a damn, which is important. Okay, cool. So now, let's talk about money, right? Um, A lot of you that I speak to, for whatever reason, have a hard time talking about money. And think about this in, in, in sales terms, right? When we get to the price, In a sales call, we cannot be wavering in any way, shape, or form. We have to believe in the price, um, and we have to say it with confidence. So when we get to price and budget and, you know, the money, the salary, the compensation, we can't go to pieces. We can't get nervous, and we can't cede control to the uh, employer. We just can't. We would never cede control to the buyer, and in this case, we're not going to cede control to the um, to the interviewing company. So, my recommendation, and what what I what I tell a lot of folks that I'm dealing with is, you know, get them to shoot first. Um, you know, we talk about obviously you're going to have a range in mind that you need, um, which is good. You have to have that number. And you have to know how to be able to talk through that number um, in terms of the value, just like any selling price. You know what's the value? So you want 300k? Great. How does that break down? Um, is that 300 base? Is that you know? Get ready for. But, but what about the value you're going to bring to the organization? Right? Um, it's going to far exceed that number. But um, and maybe it's a lot more than that. As well. So you're ready to go. Um, what I often tell people is when people ask, you know, um, what are you looking to make? Um, what are your salary requirements, as they call it, the dreaded salary requirements? I usually tell them to flip it back and say, you know, well, I'm open minded for the right challenge, but I'd love to know what range uh, your team has in terms of uh, budget assigned for this particular role. In this way, you turn it back to them. Um, they can give you more of a range first, which could be lower, could be higher, but at least now you're in control and you can come back and say that this sounds great or you know we, we need to kind of work together to get that up to, you know an area that makes sense for the both of us but the bottom line is you know be ready um, be confident um, don't talk about money until the end until you've established that you've delivered that you're going to deliver value you want to start talking about salaries and and you know you know uh, perks and all this crap before you've established yourself as someone that they want to hire and that might come on a second or third call but it's important up front Uh, you know, to get a sense of what the range is. So, you know, you're playing in the right uh, playground. So I'm going to stop here. I think we've done enough for today. There's probably a lot more that we could talk about. But think about these points, you know, uh, if you're out there um, and you're trying to connect uh, with companies. And when you get in the door, you know, you got to nail it when you get in the door because it's it's hard, right? It's hard to connect. It's hard to get interviews Um, when you get there you got to bring it home. You know, you can't squander it and you're not going to just sit back and let them fire off questions and you just answer them in, in a vacuum, you know, just flipping off answers and hopefully they're the right answers, right? So um, I wish you, you know, all of you guys luck out there that are that are trying to find the next assignment. Um, you know, think about this as you go forward. And if you come into... situation where you're sitting in front of a potential employer, think about it as a job. Um, Think about it not as a job interview, but as a sales call. Go for it. Peace.